Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. All right, City Place, are you ready for the word? Man, we are continuing our series entitled It's Complicated. I want to make sure that you download today's message notes, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And to those of you who are hanging out with us for the very first time, shout out to you. We're so excited to have you. Make sure everybody likes, subscribes, whatever platform you're on. Uh, We love to just continue to connect with you and uh, just encourage you throughout the week. Um, But I want to continue this series. So many things happening in the life of our church. Make sure that you've signed up for a sisterhood road trip and and some of the other things happening uh, uh, at at City Place Church. I just I do want to say that Mother's Day weekend, uh, we call it Sisterhood Weekend, is going to be um, very life giving. So invite your moms, your aunts, strong ladies in your life, um, your sisters, whoever it may be, um, because it's going to be um, a good week at City Place Church. Well, uh, I'm going to jump in uh, to to this series over the last few weeks. We've been talking about uh, the lies that the enemy tells. We talked about uh, the truth of God's word, like God, the truth of God's word as it relates to, to our life is that God has a unique purpose and plan for your life, that um, God never designed for life to feel complicated, that, that God never designed for life to be done void of him. It's to be done with him. And we said that life at times can be complicated. It's like a puzzle being put together, but it, we can't put the puzzle together if we haven't spent time with the designer, right? So we need the creator. We need the one who designed you and I to define you and I. If he doesn't do that, then we just got a bag full of puzzle pieces and we're trying to figure everything out on our own. And that's where complications come in because there is a design that God has for you that we found when we were reading about um, Adam and Eve is that God placed them in a garden in Genesis chapter two with everything that they needed. There was nothing broken. There was nothing missing. Every resource of life they, 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 they had. There was nothing missing. There was, there was no other desire that they could have had except for the curious thing that God told them that they couldn't have. And there are things in our life that we reach for that God never designed for us to touch, but that we look at. And some of those things are actually good things that we enjoy. It just pulls from the purpose that God has for us. Because God never planned for us to to have it in that season of life or at all. And it creates complications. I looked up the word complicated and it really what it meant was that it's when we add something and we make things more difficult and confusing because it becomes more complex. It's like we add things that were never designed or we allow the enemy to 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 drop things in. And instead of just going, no. Or we get distracted. It becomes complex and God never designed for that. And we talked about some of the lies that the enemy tells us. It's like that God's word isn't true. We, sometimes we start believing the lie because of the way he, he, he utters it in our ear. Like, did God really say that is what he said to Adam and Eve. We said that uh, there's certain things that, the, you know, we feel like our choices won't hurt anything because the enemy's like, if you do that, uh, that's not really going to hurt you. That's what he said to Adam and Eve. If you eat that apple, man, you really think you're going to die? Then there's times in our life where we feel like serving God, being upright, living according to God's standard is boring. I mean, in the culture we live in right now, uh, 
you're going to have to love Jesus 100 percent or else you could bend a little bit because it seems like everything around us is becoming the cool thing. And living for Jesus is the hard thing and the tough thing, which he said it would be in Scripture. We are here to change the world, not conform to it. Like, and so sometimes being upright before God, being the Christian in, a, in an environment where you may be the only one, it may feel like it's boring. And the enemy will whisper like, hey, listen, that's dated. Whereas God is like, no, I've given you life. A couple of other lies we sometimes believe, and this is what we talked about week number one, and we continued last week just briefly, is that, you know, life's better with us in charge. You know, sometimes the devil, you know, he advertises real big that the, the choice that we make or the sin that we, we, we welcome into our life or we allow to stay is beneficial to us. You know, uh, there's some things that are not in God's standard that you and I do that we will sometimes just flat out enjoy. But it doesn't have a benefit. But the enemy will tell us that it does. Like, you know how it is when you when you get into that argument and you don't told him like it, like my mama say T.I.E. is like 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 you told him how it is. And the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is like you were wrong, but but you feel good in the moment because you had to just give him a piece of your mind. Wrong choice. But the enemy makes you feel like, hey, you led that situation. You probably feel better now. No. It complicates things sometimes. Then the last thing is, is and we talked about this a little bit last week, is like. That running and hide, like we feel like it's too late. We, we hide ourselves. The, Adam and Eve, they, they, they hid themselves when they committed a sin against God. They, they ate from the tree that God said don't eat from, and so it complicated things. And so we spent some time last week and just going, it's the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word is what we want to focus on. The lies are what distract us, and it complicates things, and we all fall for the trap. But what would life look like if we said, God... Since you designed it, you have permission to define us like he did in Genesis chapter one in his image and his likeness with strength, power, authority, the ability to be fruitful, to multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion, be blessed, like all those different things. Like what if we let the one who designed our financial life, marriage life, single life, career life, define it for us. And then we we leaned in in Isaiah chapter 55 and we said, well, if we let him define it, then we should also let him guide it. So whatever that complicated thing is, let's let him define it. In fact, right now, what I want you to do is I want you to just write down the area of your life that you feel is most complicated. Parenting. Single parenting. Spouse. Singleness. Job finances, whatever it may be, whatever the complicated thing is, write it down. And then I want you to fill in the blanks every time you see, like, in order for my blank life to matter, put it in there. Financial life to matter. I need to let the one who designed it define it, the one who designed it guide it. And we gave just a couple of things that are benefits to the guidance of God. Having him guide it. Isaiah chapter 55, we've, we found five things, five things. There's more, trust me when he's leading. Five things we said was that you and I have an invitation to come to where he is because in the first verse of Isaiah 55, he says, come, come on in. I'll give you something to drink, something to eat. Everything you need is right here. 
So there's an invitation that you and I have to be where the Father is. He brings our attention right back to the main thing. His purpose is leading his plan, the ability to worship him right where he is. The second benefit of his guidance is that nothing's withheld from us when he's leading. He literally said, come on in. I've got everything that you want right here. Uh, you, you over there spending money and it's not your bread. You're wasting it. Come and I have everything you can buy, but you don't need money. He says, I give you the richest affairs and I have it all for you. So there's nothing withheld from the presence of the Lord. There's nothing withheld when he's leading God us, even though there might be obstacles along the way, tests and trials along the way, missteps along the way. He says, hey, you, you're constantly invited to come back to me, constantly invited to be in my presence, constantly invited to let me lead and guide you. Third thing was that the benefit is that he defines, he def he designs, he makes us, he establishes us, and he gives us a lasting purpose. He says in verse three through six, he says, listen, I made a lasting covenant with David and I made him a witness to the people based on his rulership and his commands. Like I will define, I will establish, I will cause you to rise. Everything you need is in my guidance. So that promotion that feels complex, the business that feels complex, like, God's like, hey, if you let me guide this thing, I'll make you a witness in your environment of my leadership and the command that I gave you back in Genesis when I formed you and created you. That's what the Lord would say to you. And then, it, then we see in verse 7 that God said, hey, anything that you've done wrong, sin issue, there's grace, forgiveness, and love for you here. And if you come to me, oh, I'll pardon I'll allow you to walk in full freedom and it won't cost you anything because I'll pay the price. That's where Jesus comes in. And then we ended last week by saying that you and I should be so close that we could hear his whisper. He literally says, for I know the thoughts that I'm thinking about you. They are higher than your thoughts. And my ways are so much higher than your ways. If heaven is high, you can't even put a measure on how much I'm thinking and how much I have for you. And sometimes it requires us to lean in so close. And I said this last week, and I'm going to lean in again for this week, is that in order for our life to matter, and in order for us to really be who God's called us to be to the fullest, we have to let the one, and you can write this down, we have to let the one who designed us define us, let him guide us. But you and I also have to follow. We have to follow. Matthew chapter 10, we're going here and we're going to read just a little bit. And then I'll give you just a couple of thoughts. And then we'll go from there. It says this. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him and said, Good teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus said, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You should not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony. You should not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Do you know these standards that God has for you? Teacher, he declared, all of these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Somebody said love. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack. Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure 
in heaven. Then come and follow me. Like, let me define it for you. Let me guide you. And then let me lead you. Watch now. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. It's too complicated, Jesus. I built this up on my own, man. Oh, no. I, I, I want to follow you and everything, but I did this. I did this thing on my, my, my own, man. I built this empire. And uh, if I give something away in the natural, I ain't going to have nothing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know about that, man. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his word, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Hmm. Jesus says, hey, listen, near enough to me is not like close enough. Like that's going to be our thought today, because when we talk about being complicated and we talk about being so close enough to be able to hear his whisper, being near to God is not close enough. But sometimes getting close enough feels complicated, y'all. You want me to give up everything that I have tangibly? You want me to give up the hurt? You want me to give up the, the dream and the desire and the pursuit for you to follow you with, with, with no guarantees? See, if my man knew that God had a unique plan and purpose for his life, if he knew that it was never the design for it to feel complicated. And if he knew that Jesus wanted to walk with him every day and for him to not be void of him, I wonder if he would have thought about it from a different perspective of like, he's asking me to give my stuff, but he's also asking me to refocus my heart. Like, remember, a benefit to his guidance is like, Come on in. Like, you want to spend time with me? He looks at the guy who's got some money and he's like, hey, come on. You, you, the only thing you're missing is like the freedom to really follow me. Like, if you move away the complicated thing, like, you can have like full access to me. But there's some things that, 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 that you feel like is the benefit of your life and it's going to be a hard one. Like you're going to have to give all that away to really align with what I have for you. But you do that. Come on, man. I promise you nothing will be withheld from you. Everything you need is here. Man, Jesus, I don't know about that. Um, so um, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to pass um, because I don't know if what you're saying is really true. And um, like full full transparency, like I don't I don't know if I'm gonna make that choice. Like yeah, so I can't I can't I can't give up everything um, without a guarantee.
In fact, when you go on to read it, the disciples um, start feeling some kind of way because this is what Jesus says. Look, 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 look. It says this. Um, he, he tells them and the, and, and the disciples are like, whoa, what's going on? In verse 28, it says the disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. Like all things are possible with God. Like everybody can come into a relationship with him, like, but they need God to like lead them and guide them first. Then Peter spoke and said, we've left everything to follow you. Jesus said this, truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers, sisters or mother or father, children or friends or, or fields for me of the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much as they is this in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, along with persecutions, tough moments. And in this age, but also in the age to come, eternal life. Like Jesus says, I know you've given up a lot to follow me, but I just want you to know that like you've gained so much and you haven't really given up everything because even now as you follow me, I've got your present and I've got your future. Like I've, I've got your eternal destiny taken care of and I will be there and I will cover you even in the tough moments of your life, which they will happen. I'm there like with you. So just know that like even in your toughest moments, I'm not leaving you by by yourself because you've got a unique plan, a unique purpose. It's not designed for it to feel complicated, even though there will be tough moments in your life. Like I want you to know that like you have not been called to do life without me. You're called to do life with me. So just because it feels like you, you're, you're, you're out on the road with me and, and, and you, can't, you don't have all the family time, you're following me. I just want you to know you're going to have family time. You're gonna, things are going to be redeemed. Like, I'm with you here and eternity. Like, there's a lasting purpose here, a lasting destiny here. Near enough is not close enough, but... If you let me lead, I'll make some things more simple. And so in all reality, near enough City Place Church is not close enough. Jesus, man, hey, Sunday morning, City Place Church. Let's go, baby. I brought my Bible. I did my quiet time. Hey, here's what I want you to do. The complicated thing, I want you to give that away. You're crazy. That's my money. That's my money. Yeah, I heard Pastor Damon say we're going to worship it through giving. No, that's, that's mine. That's mine, boy. Nah. Mm. Give a little bit of extra time here. I'm trying to make as much money as I can with that extra overtime. What? You want me to apologize? Huh? I've been holding on to this for a long time. Nah, they don't deserve that. Like, there's certain things where God might go, even the good things. I'm like, I know that you... Uh, enjoy X, Y, Z. But I, I, I want you to lay that aside for a while because it's going to complicate playing golf every weekend. Like, uh, just, just give that up a little bit. Just, just, just come into my presence a little bit more. Hang out with me a little bit more. I, I want to define this season of your life. Like, Jesus has to lead, but sometimes we make his guidance complicated, City Place. I, I know that there are times where uh, I jumped so far out ahead of Jesus to where I've already planned everything. I've already chosen. I've already made the decisions. And then I'm like, where you at? 
when things get complicated and he's just like, I'm still back in the place where I first told you to come in, but you let me define it. You let me guide you, but you didn't follow. <laughs> like, it's like, you, you, you let me guide you, but then when I was moving, you moved, but then when I stopped, you kept moving. Like, you, you follow me. So here's some facts that I realized as I'm looking at this story <clears throat> that I think uh, we should learn um, because it can seem uh, and cause complications. Uh, and this is, these are just realities, and, and, and I, I don't know if you get convicted with these, but I, I learned this from watching the young man. Not everyone really wants to know Jesus at the intensity he wants to know us. And so that can, that can create some complications, like uh, I, I can verbally say it, but when he asks me to come, when he asks me to draw close, when he gives me full access, but he says, I need you to put this complicated thing to the side. Life, money, uh, relationships, uh, whatever it may be that seems complicated. I want you to put that issue aside. Let me lead it. Let me guide it. You know what, Jesus, let me. Um, <clears throat> how long are you going to be in the city? You, you going to be here to Thursday? You know what, I'm, I'm going to, um, let, let me think this through real fast. And um, I just don't feel like I can commit right now. Jesus is all in. He's just like, come on, man. The Bible says that he saw him and he loved him out the gate. Just like, woo, you're made in the image of God. God has, Father God has a unique purpose and plan. Like crazy for you, my man. Here's, here, here's another fact that I realized looking in this story is that the enemy will use whatever it takes to complicate and kill our desire to be personal with Jesus. The enemy will use whatever it takes to complicate and kill our desire with Jesus. Like, I wonder if all those lies that we were talking about earlier, did Jesus really say, would Jesus really do? Man, if you spend some time with Jesus, man, it's probably not gonna be as exciting as you think. Man, listen, you're not gonna be able to recover all your money, so you protect all that money, man. You protect it, man. You, you, you know if you serve Jesus, you gotta give everything up, so you gotta hide it, man. The enemy will, will use whatever it takes to complicate. For this man, his complication was his money. His status, his wealth, his identity was there. And Jesus is like, man, that's a little complicated for you. So let me just kind of give you the fullness of who God created you to be. It can complicate things. The fact of the matter is, is that you and I will have to speak louder than anything and everything around us. The complicated things in our life, the lies of the enemy, the truth of God's word that I talked about, unique purpose and plan. Never designed for life to seem or feel complicated. Wanting to do life with us and not void of us. The lies of the enemy. Sometimes we have to speak so loud to where we go, God, you do have a purpose and plan for my life. God, you don't want things to seem so complicated. God, you are with me and for me. This, this season of life that I'm in is not going to be void of you. And so you have to scream louder than the things around you because the enemy is going to try to make everything so loud. Disappointments over here, going forward over here, 
dreams over here, uh, desires over here, uh, sinful things over here, uh, things that God is like, don't do that over here. Like all these things are going to be spinning and the enemy is going to be pointing at them and life is going to be pointing at them. And they're going to sometimes look all good. And God's just going to be like, hey, speak louder than the thing around you. Speak louder than the people. Speak louder than the culture around you. And just focus on if you're in my purpose, you have everything you need. I encourage you to go back and listen to the aspect of the guidance, aspect to our relationship with God. I have two more. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You and I have to realize that Jesus never stopped call, calling us. Jesus looks at that young man and he's like, hey, you want to follow me? I'm just walking through, man. You want to follow me? You know what? Come on. Come on. I got room. You're invited. Check out last week's message where God says you're invited. Like, you're invited. Come on, man. You're invited. Come on. But here's the thing. I need you to release what you have to gain what I have for you. You're invited. Come on in. I'm coming to you. But you have to release what you have to gain what I have. And then I've had this thought. If Jesus is, in, is all in, am I? If Jesus is all in to walk with me, to lead me, to guide me, to define me, am I all in? Because if I'm not all in, I'm gonna have a lot of complicated moments. See, I've taken the last three weeks to talk about Jesus, to lay a foundation of his word so that when we talk about the practical things like our money and our time and our marriage and singleness and career and our health, that we take everything back to Jesus and this is not some sort of help, self-help week. We have to ask ourselves for real City Place Church. We declared at the beginning of this year, Philippians 1.6, God promised us that he would finish what he started, that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it until the day Jesus comes back. If Jesus is all in, are we? Because in order for our life to work, we have to follow. Romans chapter 5 said that but God demonstrates his love for us that while we were yet sinners and still sinners, missing the mark, complicating life, Christ died for us. Jesus went all in. Bow your heads right where you are. Bow your heads right where you are. I don't know where you are. I don't. In, in, in this season of life, I just know that God hasn't designed for it to be complicated. And I know that Jesus is all in on you, for you. I know that you were created with a unique design, purpose, and plan. I know that God didn't design for life to be complicated. I know that God wants to do life with you 
and he doesn't want you to have a life void of him. And this morning, I want to give all of us an opportunity to recommit our life back to him and go, Jesus, you never stop chasing after me. Jesus, you, 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 you love me so, so much, and I want my intensity to get as high on the scale as I can. And I know that the enemy is going to do whatever it takes to try to complicate and kill the thing that you want to do, but I'm not going to allow it. And so I'm going to release what I have to give you or to receive what you have from me. And it starts with giving him our life. It says, Jesus, I need you. Without you, I'm leading myself, and I'm not going to believe the lie that that's better. Whatever he had bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to give you this opportunity to just pray this prayer after me. And I want you to pray it in full faith. Come on. This is an opportunity for all of us to rededicate and for all of us to say, Jesus, you will be number one. Say, dear Jesus, today I come to you acknowledging that while I have seen some complicated things, complicated my life, sinned, done wrong, you still love me. There's grace for me, forgiveness for me. And on this day, I receive the grace, I receive the forgiveness, and I receive your love. I receive your free gift of salvation, and I acknowledge that you died on a cross and you rose for me. And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I am yours, and you are mine from this day forward. It's no longer going to be a complicated relationship between you and I. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, will you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Come on, make some noise for Jesus right where you are. Hey, I just want to give you one simple next step. Right where you are, if you'll do me a favor, fill out the virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com. Let us know that you rededicated your life, that you're like, I'm going all in with Jesus. I'm going to release what I have, or I accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior. Let us know that you made that decision today. We would love to respond, cheer you on, and send you some resources. It will be an honor, an honor to take this journey and encourage you in these next steps in your walk with the Lord. Because this is just the first part. Now we're on a journey together to become a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well, right now our team is putting up uh, information so that uh, as a church we worship the Lord through our giving. And so there's some options that you'll see there on the screen. Uh, I just want to say thank you as always uh, for being a generous church, for trusting God. Uh, I'll say this, um, in these moments when it comes time to worship Him with our giving, He guides this moment as well. So uh, position your heart not to go, oh, service is over, but to go, Lord, what will you have me do as it relates to the finances that I manage on your behalf? How do you want me to respond in my giving life? Since you define it, you guide it, I will follow. So thank you for partnering with us. We're, we're able to make an impact in the kingdom of God, but also uh, continue to see God establish city place uh, here in our city. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We acknowledge your faithfulness. Thank you for the lives being changed. Thank you that you are allowing us the opportunity to follow you, Jesus. Since you're all in, we're all in. Bless our um, worship through our giving today. And I pray that you'll bless our week. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for joining us. 
If you've been encouraged by this message, be sure to subscribe to the City Place Church podcast. And we want to hear from you. Post a picture on any of your social media outlets with the hashtag CityPlaceChurch to be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.